What is going on with you guys and welcome back to the Cali cast where we do update Mondays in depth in this particular podcast. We have a couple of topics that we're going to talk about, but of course we have to talk about update Monday. It has been seven months. That's right. Seven months of kicking rheumatoid arthritis's ass and I am I'm over the moon right now. It it feels really good to be in a position to uh, be able to do exactly what I want. And actually, let's talk about exactly what I want, because while there I could do what I want, there are limitations. I haven't had a flare up in who knows how long. Uh, I actually went, I believe, almost two months without taking my Humora shot. Don't worry, guys. It's not because I didn't want to take the shot or anything. It's because I had to get the COVID shot in order to go to YCS, um, the Yu-Gi-Oh event in, in California. Unfortunately, that event was canceled, but I already took the shots and couldn't take my Humira, which is the medication that I take for my rheumatoid arthritis. So um, even during then, I, I started to feel some effects. I'm not sure if it was just because I was cold or fatigued or if it was from the RA, regardless, um, after that one or two month hiatus, I don't remember how long it was. It, it felt like a distant memory ago. Took the shot again, A-okay. I think I have to take a shot again today. It's every other week. I'm not paying attention because again, it's not something, actually, I don't even think I have any shots. Because my insurance uh, is really funky right now. And my insurance was like, nah, well, you ain't gonna have no insurance till February. And I'm like, bet because i've already been through it so i, I gotta check up on it i'm not sure if i have any more shots but as we know i'll be okay so it's not the end of the world but there are limitations to having rheumatoid arthritis i can't I, I'm, I'm not sure for lack of better words maybe i am scared question mark could the cali effect actually be scared and allow me to explain to you uh my particular emotional distress at this point in time so as you guys know, I have been playing football for who knows how long, uh, very long time. And tackle football isn't something new to me. I've won a championship in tackle football. Um, I am regarded as uh, the go-to player uh, for football. And if you guys you know, don't know anything about uh, football, or if you do know anything about football and want to know what I played, I played halfback, I've played corner, I've played uh, linebacker. Um, I played defensive end. Uh, basically it, it, it's wherever you need me. I play receiver. I play tight end. I even played quarterback at one point in time. And that was really, really fun game. When you don't have an offensive line, you take the snap and you get hit. It's almost like uh, running into a wall for, for three hours. So that's always awesome. But I've always been one of those, uh, players that, that anything I touch, I excel at extremely well. And, uh, when the coaching staff or whoever recognizes that they start to put me in multiple positions. Um, not going to cap. I wouldn't say I was the best receiver on the team. Uh, my brother CJ, he's fast as hell and he really can high point the, 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 the football and, and catch when he needs to. I would say that, you know, he's solid. And then there's a couple of other guys that, you know, they do their thing, but I'm always that solid, reliable option, no matter where you put me. And I, I would say, uh, you know, the Jack of all trades or I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Good at most master of none. No, I'm really, really, really good. Damn near better than some people in most aspects of the game. And I, w I wouldn't say I'm a master of none. I think I think my route running is top tier in other things. But when it comes to football, um, I do have my doubts about it. When it comes to tackle football, I was talking to uh, Sabrina before we had football practice Saturday because we have football practice every Saturdays. And 
I was like, yo, because I'm not even cleared to play. Like, should I be playing for the last couple of weeks or months? We've been playing with no pads. We've been practicing with no pads, which is perfectly fine with me. You know, I can run out. I can route people up. I can catch over people. I can talk all this shit. But now it's like, yo, it's time to pad up. And I'm like, is it really worth it? So throughout the day, I was weighing in my options. And originally I said I wasn't even going to go. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to play football anymore. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. But if anybody knows me, there's always that itch that comes around. Ironically enough, I told Sabrina that I wasn't going, and she was like, oh, okay. And she got dressed, and she was like, all right, so I'm ready to go. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And she's like, for football. And I'm like, I'm not going. And, you know, I, she, she, she just kind of looked at me for a while, which is crazy. But um, if you know about me, there's just certain things I can't seem to shake. If you know I'm very competitive, I don't like losing, and I don't like being told no. And it felt as if uh, me not playing football due to my health was being told no. So it bothered me. It bothered me. It bothered me until that fourth hour, or we go there at five o'clock, I'm sorry, until that 4.30-ish, I'm like, all right, I'm going. There, there's no doubt in my mind I'm going. I'm going. There, there, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to play. So I hop in the car. Me and Sabrina hop in the car. We're driving there. And I start to think. I'm like, yo, um, this may not be a good idea. And it's not necessarily a good idea because not only do you have RA, but what are the benefits versus what are the costs of doing what you're doing here? I'm not uh a reckless man anymore i'm a very i like to think that i'm a fairly wise man and i know so i I tried to weigh the benefits from the drawbacks if i were to go out there i'd be playing running back my style of run isn't necessarily aggressive but if you're gonna get hit you know what i mean you're gonna take hits and when i can't get out of bounds i do lower my shoulder and i make hits because ultimately i want to get to the fourth quarter and i don't want nobody touching me you know what i mean i don't want nobody touching me i'm pretty sure you don't want nobody touching you getting tackled is not fun like there's nothing fun about getting hit by another grown man and i try to avoid that so me hitting you will deter you from hitting me in the long run um the next thing is when you take those hits over time they wear down your body. I remember um, my first uh, football injury. I hit somebody. Uh, we, we were playing. Um, I don't. I want to use the inter- appropriate Mimi and Alley. We'll just call it Mimi and Alley. And for people that don't know what Mimi and Alley is, uh, both players lie face down, and uh, you know the coach blows the whistle. They both jump up. And then they run through each other. And the person with the ball is supposed to run through the other person or, you know, a tackle is supposed to be however it's done. I did that. To, you know, we did that. And obviously, I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm just running through people. No problem. Um, and then my shoulder, it starts to hurt. And it starts to hurt really bad. It gets to a point where I can't move the shoulder for a prolonged period of time. And I'm thinking that my shoulder is fractured. That's how bad it is. I'm thinking that, you know, some serious problems. Either it's a, it's a ligament tear, it's a fracture. I get to the doctor and the doctor's like, no, there's nothing wrong with your shoulder. We take an MRI, there's nothing wrong with your shoulder, only to find out that that was RA. And so when I'm going through these, this contact, this constant contact, my body, my, my, my muscles and my bones may feel okay, but it does trigger my RA. Now, knowing this as an older person or as a wiser person that, yo, you know, you get out there and you start hitting people. 
that's going to trigger some problems later on down the line. The next thing I started to think, I'm like, what are the benefits of me playing football? And the biggest benefit was pride. That was it. Me going out there and knowing I can do it, knowing that I'm one of the best, knowing that uh, it, it's, it's, you know, uh, 23 other guys, or I'm sorry, it's 21 other guys on that field. And I'm the best one on the field more often than not. And when I put my mind to something, I can do it. It's pride, a hundred percent pride. And if that is the reason why you do something, it's not a bad idea, but don't make it the only reason and make sure that it's way above your cost. Seriously. So weighing the options, uh, a potential injury, which I doubt that the injury would happen, but it's still there. Um, the RA, uh, I'm not cleared to play football at all in any way, shape or form, not, not contact football. Um, I don't have a plan. Like I'm not playing football to, to go to the NFL or anything. No, I play football to have fun. So, you know, a lot of people in the league, they, they really want to get noticed and they want to get signed by somebody. No, I'm just playing it because I'm good at it. You know what I mean? Because I'm a gamer and that's what I do. Uh, so I don't necessarily have any ambition to take it to the next level. And, and more importantly, football's fucking expensive. I don't have any pads. I don't have a helmet to get an appropriate helmet. It's $300 to get some pads. It's about a hundred dollars, $400. And look, as much as Cali like to be an outlet to golden Lord, uh, mm, no, no, that's, that's just way too much. So I weighed the options. And as I get to the football field, I'm like, no, as, as much as, I want to, I have to put my pride aside and recognize that this is not cost effective. This is not beneficial to my body. And I actually could help in other ways. So I walk up to the coach and I'm like, yo, really appreciate you for having me here. And let me segue really quick because this coach, he's starting to warm up on me. He's a cool guy. You know what I mean? He's a cool guy. He's starting to warm up on me. Sabrina think that he's, um, well, let's not talk about that, but he's starting to warm up on me. So the reason why I say this is because um, he doubted me when I got to the football field. You know what I mean? Like, he's like, yo, what position do you play? I'm like, hey, you know, um, I'm just coming back. I have RA. Um, Explain to him what RA was. Like, I'll put, you know, I'll, I'll put you wherever he wants to. He wanted me to play linebacker. I got the linebacker. Oh, my God. I have never been so bored in my life. Like, they're teaching him. They're teaching the the players um, I'm not going to try to get too technical with you guys, but they're teaching players the difference between three fours and four threes and calls and everything. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, dog, th- like I already know this. So I am bored out of my mind for the first, who knows how long. And then we get to actually playing and you know, I, I do my thing. I'm a baller. They try to line up on me. No catches. This is what we do. This is how I ball. I'm not saying this just to make myself feel better. I'm saying this because it's fact, like don't happen over here. Um, we get to the next practice and I'm like, yo, you know what? Linebacker ain't for me. Like, not only are y'all talking about hitting people, that's what y'all want to do. I've never wanted to hit people. That's never been my thing. Linebacker ain't for me. I can't really play running back right now. I'll play receiver. What I play in uh flag football. And he kind of looked at me. He like, you a receiver. I'm like, I'm the best receiver on this field. CJ wasn't there. All right. I was like, I'm the, and even when he is there, he gotten slower and his routes are sloppy as hell. So, you know, like I'm the best receiver. What you mean? And he, you know, he kind of doubted me. So again, I'm a guy that doesn't really take that. When somebody tells me, no, you already know what's going to happen. I get out there. I ball. 
That's all I do. Again, that's all I do. I'm not even trying to overhype it. I ball. Nobody can guard me. I'm making people look dumb. I'm catching over people's heads. I'm, I'm doing everything that needs to be done from a receiver standpoint. You cannot stop me. So at the end of practice, I walk up to him and he's like, you know, he's kind of just looking around. I handle the ball. I'm like, you, I'm still a linebacker or whatever. And it was kind of like from there, it's like, it's like I earned the right to be able to talk about him, like like talk talk to him like that. And uh, the reason why I'm saying this is circling back. There's a lot of kids that come up to him and tell him, yo, I'm this. And he does the exact same thing. He's like, no, you're not. You know what I mean? And uh, well, when those kids get out there, they tell you that they're not, they show you that they're not. So uh, it's fair for him to doubt people, I, I guess, like looking at it from his perspective. But um, this time around, I come to him like, yo, uh, I know you had me, you know, you really wanted me out there on offense. But uh, first of all, I don't have pads. I don't have a helmet. And secondly, um, I don't think I can play. I told him about the rheumatoid arthritis and everything and, you know, all the problems within the complications. He was like, you know what? Um I wanted you at running back, but I want you to coach. I want you to coach my running backs because they don't know the difference between holes. They don't really, if I'm going to be so honest, we have one running back, uh, kind of, uh, he's a little undersized. I like the kid a lot, but he, he's an undersized guy. And when you're undersized and you're playing running back in this particular league, you gotta do a lot more than what you do. He's a he's a fantastic runner, okay. But when it comes to uh, blocking, which means uh, he's maybe 150 pounds, 160 pounds, soaking wet, he's gonna have a dude that's 225 coming off the edge. Like it, it's a 70 pound differential. Like you got to figure how you are going to be able to block this guy, or your quarterback's gonna be in trouble. Also, he is a very very hard hitting runner. But it's still, he's only 150 pounds, maybe soaking wet. So when he's, you know, just just the laws of physics, he can only do so much going uh, up the hole, which is like, you know, the fastest way to the end zone is towards the middle. So, uh, and that's obviously where most people is. So him going against making contact with other people, it's going to be a problem. When I make contact with multiple people, I move the pile. When he makes contact with multiple people, just by the laws of physics, Physics say he can't, so he has to put in that extra work in order to be, you know, to get what he gets, and he has to take other routes, which is not bad, and I have a lot of confidence in this kid because uh, he's the guy that came after me when I stopped playing for this particular team, so um, I start coaching the running backs, and it's almost, it feels like almost a revelation has occurred over me because it's starting to grow inside of me. This is the first time I've been in the coaching role. I've coached defensive backs um, at Bonanza High School. I was actually a high school football coach too. So this isn't anything new. So when I get the players together and, you know, they they lock heads with you and and they're already like, they I didn't even tell them I was a coach. They're like, yo, you know, I started helping them. Like, yo, can you help me with this? Can you help me with this? People are coming all the way. Like, yo, can you know, I want to play running back now. Like, so now I got, I, I got some dudes, you know what I mean? I got some players and I got some people that I probably can develop into a running back. And, you know, and we can have a solid squad. But then that's when it clicked on me. It's like, like, yo, maybe you quitting isn't the end of football, at least tackle football. Maybe you quitting provided you an other opportunity to be able to um, coach these these players and help them become way better than they ever could have thought. 
and from there it, it started to it started to resonate with me and it's a proud feeling of my running backs going out there and, and potentially my offense and, and maybe even potentially my own team running out there um and winning games so really excited for that and uh i guess the moral of that is just because you well first of all know your limitations you know what i mean um you got to swallow your pride. Pride has never been my sin of choice. My sin has always been greed, okay? So you got to swallow your pride. Easy for me to do, especially when it's the situation there. The second thing is you have to realize um, that there are other potential opportunities. And the transition from me playing the coaching was so seamless because I was already coaching players on the field, always the first one in line, always the one uh, showing people how to do things. So that it, it it's almost natural for me, but uh, I'm going to need a whistle because I'm going to start screaming at these fucks because if they keep messing up, it's going to be a problem. They're going to be running laps and doing pushups for me all day. So I, I have to appreciate RA. I really do because while it did take something away from me, it took away me from playing tackle football. It gave me uh, the passion of coaching back and the ability to help lead these men to not only better lives, but to get out on the field and make some plays. But that's pretty much it for RA. Um, I had some other topics that I 100% wanted to talk to you about. Uh, namely, um, you won't believe it, but uh, I'm switching over from a dog person. Don't, don't get me wrong. I, I still like dogs, but I am moving away from dogs. There, there's benefits to having a dog. Definitely. Um, a lot of people say, oh, I have a dog to protect my house. Uh, look, man, if you raise your dog correctly or some dogs, actually a lot of dogs out there, I have a, a my coach's dog. He don't even know me. I come to his house here, run over and lick me up. You know what I mean? Like he, you could be a stranger and you break into that house. He come in there for food. He ain't doing nothing. Your dog should not be there to protect your house. I mean, in my opinion, um, guns are to protect your house. So I already eliminated that off of the dog thing. Maybe it's a good debt, you know, a, a, a deterrent, but the next thing, um, is dogs are rather messy. You know what I mean? Dogs will chew on Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Cats won't necessarily do that. So I think that there, there, that's a benefit. Uh, dogs will chew on anything. I've seen so many dogs destroy, you know, high end cards that I would like to, they ruin your furniture. Uh, Cats, they will ruin your couch, but um, don't tell anybody, but I don't got a couch. Uh, cats are easier to manage. Uh, I don't have to take my cat outside to go use the bathroom, you know, stuff like that. And don't get me wrong, I still really do like dogs, but me and Sabrina were definitely interested in getting a cat. Now, there is a problem with that. Sabrina is deathly allergic to cats, um, and that has halted our look into a grind it is it is really because we want a i think it's called a, a a siamese maybe a siamese cat whatever hyperallergenic cat that sabrina could obviously have because she's apparently always been a cat person so um really really excited to get one of those kitty cats and i i gotta say after seeing uh, a couple of friends ollie and jesse have cats i mean yo i'm kind of i'm kind of interested in the jumping at life and what's crazy is my perspective for cat owners especially as a male is that if you owned a cat you were gay now don't get me wrong i still think that the two guys that own cats are gay but it's not because they own cats okay they just gay <laughs> like you know what I mean? they just like the mints i don't know what to tell you but um uh... <laughs> 
<laughs> they're going to be excited here in this podcast. But I, I realized that that was probably one of, uh, of not only was it an immature thought, it was a dumb thought. And there, there's nothing wrong with a male owning a cat. If anything, I mean, you know, it'd be perfect for a guy that doesn't want their, uh, you know, their, their furniture and everything destroyed. But uh, yeah, me and Sabrina are definitely looking forward to that cat. Uh, still looking for one. And hopefully we do find one in the very near future. Um, speaking of Sabrina, she is doing amazing for the people that wanted to know. She is such an awesome person. The love of my life could not go better. But then that's actually what prompted us for the next thing. Relationships. This is something that I think me and Sabrina can make an entire podcast on. Because if I could tell you how many times someone has told me that, yo, your wife is like, like she does all that for you. I don't get that. Like, you know, and they start to realize like, whoa, hold on time out. These type of women do exist that, you know, whatever she does. And, and how many times somebody says, yo, um, you know, two people are in a relationship and they come up to us and they're like, your relationship is like a goal is where we want to be. Um, I was thinking about actually making, uh, you know, a type of, uh, maybe a YouTube channel or a show off of that because I I would lie to you and tell you that it's hard work. It's not hard work. It's, it's, you make things simple. Okay. (laughs) And once you make things simple, things become simple. Now is making things simple hard? Well, I mean, it depends on what you are willing to accept. You know what I mean? And, and, and how much maturity you have with that. That is going to be extremely important to having a thriving relationship. But one thing that I can tell you is that I couldn't imagine a day where I woke up and know that Sabrina would not be by my side. And the longer I start to navigate through life, the more I start to see people and they don't have that feeling. I've been married to Sabrina for um, over 10 years. We're going on our 11th year this year. I've been with Sabrina ever since I was 18 years old, uh, which is not as you think about it, my entire adult life. So me navigating life without Sabrina, I've done it a little bit before when I was, you know, living in my own place and she was uh, still going to school with her mom. Uh, But me navigating my entire life without her, it just feels, I don't know. And I understand that a lot of people do Uh, as for the men and women that are in a relationship, my best advice that I have to you is that um, the most important thing you need to do is establish what you want. Genuinely, figure out the things that you want in your relationship. You want from your partner. Things that you may give up and things that you won't give up. And then talk to your partner about it. If your partner's not about that, then, well, congratulations. You, you've all, one person down about six more billion to go. You need to find somebody that's going to fit your needs so you are satisfied. Uh, and also, you your partner's gonna want certain things from you that, uh, you know, is gonna fit their needs. You guys both need things that are like, yo, this is what I need out of you. And a lot of times, if you just sit down and you talk to your partner, you can, you can come to an agreement. I mean, having your partner do X thing for you uh, and you do X thing for them, uh, normally if you talk about it, it can get done. Um, and then the next most important thing, uh, for you ladies and gentlemen out there is 
uh, you have to understand how men and women work. Men and women work completely differently uh, than each other. We operate uh, way different. Women like to talk. Women like to be emotional. Men like to do. Men aren't as emotional. Even, even as a male that will express their emotions, they don't express their emotions like how a female would uh, typically. So just understand how men and how women work. I think that's very much lost on today's society. Uh, when it comes to that, but I think that's all that we have for the podcast today. I, I'm, I would be stretching it and saying that I have some more topics to talk about, but if you have any more topics that you would like for me to talk about, go ahead and list them. Uh, again, I think uh, we're doing extremely well um, with the RA. Uh, we're, I'm going to get back to you next week with that. And I'm really excited to get into this coaching life. Uh, Sabrina is going to be uh, coming with me tonight. I think we're going to go we might be able to make the seven o'clock practice and I might be able to coach the running backs a little more surprise them. Cause I told them I wasn't coming, but uh, again, thank you guys so much for listening and uh, be sure to hit that subscribe button. Uh, if you guys are really digging the vibe and want to support the channel, go ahead and uh, visit our Patreon, but I'll catch you on the next one.